everybody, and welcome to the Ordinary Church Podcast. I'm Connor. I'm here with Mike, and we are excited to dive in today. We're actually going to do something that we've done before. Uh, we got some good feedback last time we just started a podcast without even knowing what our topic would be. So we're doing the same thing today. Mike, good morning. It's a nice cloudy morning outside today. Yes, good morning. Uh, and we are uh, excited to jump into this. Mike, let me start with a question to you. What's been on your mind most this week? Well, what's been on my mind, what's always on my mind is what I'm preaching next. Mm. So 1 Thessalonians 3, 11 through 13 has been on my mind a lot. And this has been on your mind actually through the entire book of 1 Thessalonians. Right. I was talking to a pastor friend yesterday about, we were both working on some projects uh, and I'm, he goes, what are you preaching? And I told him, I've been preaching uh, 1 Thessalonians. He goes, what'd you, what'd you call it? I said, beloved. And I said, it's where how the beloved in Christ become beloved to one another as they anticipate the return of Christ and how this is what counteracts the the division that is uh, so large in the body of Christ right now. And he's like, "Oh man, you hit it! You did. That's that's the, this is the moment we're living in. Wow, that's great timing, you know." Yeah. And that was a, a good encouragement. And I was like, "Yeah, I, I didn't even thought of it that way. Like, oh yeah, we're hitting it right at the at the moment it needs to be. It's just this is what God had." for us to do as a church and we were going through it. And, you know, I'm even thinking this morning a lot about these verses where, you know, Paul is praying for the church. And if you ask that question, what what would you pray if you could just pray anything you want for the body of Christ? Well, you know, the answer is, by the way, you can do that every day. <laughs> okay, yeah. So it's not like, oh, if God ever let me do that, right, you know, right. he wants you to do this. But it's like what Paul was praying for the body of Christ is is somewhat startling. He's praying that, Satan's plans would be bulldozed. <laughs> Satan's schemes would be bulldozed. He's praying that their love would overflow the banks, like just flood mm-hmm. everything in the best possible way. And he's praying that they would be glorified. And I love that. A lot of times we pray to get through the day, pray to get, you know, like I, I think it to myself, if you ask me the question, what would be the best thing to pray for every believer today? It would be that we would be glorified. Because that means that we would make it to the end. That means that we'd be show, proven to be true believers and that we would be in the presence of the Lord one day. We are in the presence of the Lord now, but that we would see him face to face. So that's what's on my mind. Hmm. That's a good thing to have in your mind. Uh, I'm just looking at that verse. I wanted to ask a question. What do you what do you take that to mean when he says, this is 1 Thessalonians 3.13, that God would establish the, the church's hearts blameless in holiness? Is that, what you, is that where you're getting the glorification language from yeah and, and at, at the coming of our lord jesus so it's it's at that moment so the establish is the same word that's used earlier which i brought out the idea that it's like a retaining wall it's a strengthening it's right. a bracing it's a it's a uh, you know infusing with strength i think is a good way to put it that establishing your heart's blameless there's the in holiness so full sanctification that basically that sanctification would be fully completed and when sanctification is fully completed glorification is mm-hmm, happening mm-hmm. and so he's truly praying for the glorification because it's before our god and father and, and that term before our god and father is the idea of standing before a judge hmm. and it's used earlier i think in chapter 2 verse 9 and um i don't know if it's verse 9 but it, earlier um it was chapter 1 chapter 1 you turn to god from idols to serve the living and true god wait for a son from heaven, the idea that that God is the judge of all and that he is going to he's going to prove our salvation true, basically, or not. In the final analysis. Right, because Jesus said, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. Some He's going to say to some, I never knew you. And, and so the idea that Paul is praying that, that you would make it fully to the end, that you would be fully glorified, 
because at the coming of our Lord Jesus with all his saints. Yeah. Yeah. What do you, just uh, coming from or working out of this passage, can you talk a little bit about how internal perspective might affect some of the just division that we're seeing in the body? We talked about division in the body on the, on the last episode of the podcast, not to totally dive into the same question, mm-hmm. but um, especially can you talk about how having this kind of a perspective, looking towards eternity, towards glorification, towards the coming of the Lord Jesus, mm-hmm. how that would affect some of the discourse today? Sure. I think it's the difference between uh, being at a wedding or a funeral. So, Connor, when you're at a wedding, how do you feel? I feel great. Yeah. When you're at a funeral, how do you feel? I feel sobered and often sad. Right. Yeah. And when you're at a wedding, um, could you be at a wedding with someone and be at odds with them relationally and kind of just avoid them? That happened at my wedding. Okay. okay. <laughs> it wasn't go. me. Someone else. Exactly. No, no, not I, really. No, I remember yeah. that. I remember that. Okay. <laughs> you know what I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah. Uh, we go every day by the grace of God. Right, we remember right. these kind of things like, oh right. my goodness. Yeah. Okay, so but when you're at a fu- funeral, isn't it true that you there's more impetus to make things right with people that maybe are wrong? Yeah. Okay? Yeah. I think that's the idea. Like I said to someone yesterday that, that we were kind of working through a, a tough issue with someone, trying to help someone work through an issue and counseling them to really think through the idea that if you take your problems elsewhere you will recycle your problems. But when you deal with your problems uh, biblically and, and appropriately, God God brings something good out of that and you can move on in freedom. And the idea that, and I said to my friend, I said, you know, at a, at a funeral, everyone would be getting along in the sense that they'd find a way you, to make things right. If, let's just say there's a funeral of a really close friend of all these people that have been upset at each right, other. Right, right. I think it would be, it would it would make it uh, very conducive for them to say, can we just let it all go? Yeah. Can we forgive each other? Yeah. Because it's kind of eclipsed by the reality of yeah. It's like yeah, our mortality. Yeah. It's like when we were going through Ecclesiastes, uh, living in light of dying. Mm-hmm. When you're living in light of dying, or when you're living in light of the Lord's return, it puts a a boundary on our choices and it puts a perspective to it. There's a horizon there, and it's not just like a line that keeps going to the end of time, but there's a marker point where like I'm aiming for that. It's a finish line of sorts. Right. That makes a lot of sense. I was talking with someone yesterday who was frustrated about about all of the the division. And mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I, I guess I'm thinking through and I know we all are, how you know, and we're actually doing a GBI on this this coming uh Sunday. What's it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, Sunday. I mean yes. it'll, it'll be the past Sunday when this when this drops, but uh-huh. a GBI on handling division in the church. It's hard to know, you know, where believers can disagree in a healthy way and even in an uplifting way encouraging way mm-hmm. and then where that division just becomes something that um divides the church and pulls all of our eyes collectively off of eternity um mike <laughs> let me let me ask you do you have anything on your mind today that you'd like to address on the podcast no, i'm gonna ask you here. i'm gonna ask you a question all right yeah i'm ready for it do you ever get this is gonna be a weird question for you okay all right do you ever get do you ever find yourself where you would classify yourself as hard-hearted do I ever find myself hard-hearted? I guess the answer is in micro, you know, in microcosms constantly, right? In a right. moment where you're you're choosing to, you know, do what's selfish but instead not macro, of yeah. instead of reject, you know, or instead of following the Lord. So constantly in that sense, every time I sin, I'm I'm finding mm-hmm. myself hard-hearted. Absolutely, but um, well, I wouldn't even say, but I guess you know, in larger in the larger picture, I guess you know, it feels to me that at least in stages a little bit by God's grace. I don't have as many prolonged 
periods where I'm just stewing in hard-heartedness, you know, um, as I used to. So I don't know. What do you think? Do you get hard-hearted? Well, so <laughs> I'm not going to answer the question, but I like your answer. I like the fact that you said in micro, because I think that's true. I don't think I, I would ever have classified you in any time I've ever known you as a hard-hearted person in any stretch of the imagination. If you know Connor Hass, you wouldn't think of him in that way at all. But we probably know people that we classify as hard-hearted. So I just this is what that was to tee up our next episode. Okay? okay, okay. So listeners, we're going to do our next episode on tender-hearted words for the beloved hard-hearted. Hmm. And it's uh, something that I've been working on and something that's been on my mind a lot in terms of how do you work with people whose hearts have grown hard. Yeah. And so that's what we're going to do. And so thanks for joining us today. Uh, we're going to keep you. This will be a cliffhanger. We're going we're gonna to keep you waiting on this. Remember that the Ordinary Church podcast is for the church and it's about the church. And um, we're praying for you. We're praying for your glorification if you're a believer. We're praying for your salvation if you're not a believer. And we just thank you for tuning in and join us next time on The Ordinary Church. 